Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next two hours. And Wes, we got a very busy day today because obviously the beginning of the NBA season. I What's the date? October what? And we're already going with who's. I, I know. I'd rather it start in December. Like, I think most of the general public really starts play, paying attention to NBA like Christmas when they have that, that yes. five game, that quintuple header, as it were. So, uh, yeah, it just seems so early, mid-October. It used to be Halloween. November 1st is when you would start. Well, when I came out here this summer and uh, caught up with you for a couple shows, we were talking about the NBA Finals, and then boom, you, you wake up, here we are in October, mm-hmm. and game number one of 80 so we're going to have uh, Will Hill is going to join us later on this hour. We'll try to break down NBA action for you and really how to get a gauge in wagering this early in the season uh, to get to and maximize your betting dollar. But we do have to begin the show today with what we saw last night. Oh, my goodness, what a game. And what a finish for the Buffalo Bills against the Tennessee Titans. The Bills come up short, 34-31. So the Titans uh, take that money line ticket, easily cover that. Uh, if you had the six points with the Titans, probably weren't sweating it too much unless it went to overtime, which, Wes, you and I on the green zone get each and every week overtime. But we didn't get it last night. The over easily cashes here at uh, 53 and a half was pre-flop. Let's just get to the calamity at the end of the game for the Bills. And it looked like Josh Allen potentially had run for – uh, a first and goal scenario, didn't get it. Then they're going to go for the old quarterback sneak. You and I have debated this on the green zone before. They don't get the sneak. They don't get overtime. They don't get the win, and they get nothing and they like it. What would you make of the way the game ended? Well, 
I don't disagree with the call to go for it necessarily because I saw, and I'm trying to remember who, who I can attribute this to. If you kick the field goal there and you tie the game up, you're about 53% to win the game if you're Buffalo. You convert that fourth and one, it goes up to like 65%. Because keep in mind, Buffalo, by the way, did have two timeouts. And so, wait, 22 seconds, right? So, yes, get three more so if, they do, if they do get it, what is inevitably going to happen is, number one, you already have the two timeouts. You're going to kind of get an extra timeout because they're going to measure right. if it's close when they're unpiling. So you don't have to worry about, okay, you got to unpile real quick. You can't stop the clock. Got to get the ball to the umpire to have him place it. And, you know, when you get in that little scrum, that ball gets kicked and it gets mispositioned. So... What I did mind was the play call. Yes. And and I know you're you want to have a t-shirt that says take the points. I want to have a t-shirt. It's probably too long to print on a t-shirt to say get your butt under center on a fourth and one and don't be in the shotgun. That's not as as pithy obviously as take the points, but <laughs> well I just I don't get it. And I think it was Tory Smith, the former Ravens wide receiver on Twitter goes, "It really bothers me." And, and he did it before this game. I think it was on Saturday I saw this. It really bothers me when teams on fourth and short line up in the shotgun. And I'm like, "You know what, Tory, it really bothers me too because it's like I, I think you're getting too cute, especially in the NFL. In college, you can get away with that because one example that I did see, it was a couple Thursday nights ago. Remember Jacksonville at Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's up 14 to nothing near the end of the first half. They get a touchdown there. They go up 21 nothing. Cincinnati's not going to come back from that deficit, I don't believe. So what do they do? They line Trevor Lawrence up in the shotgun. And he inevitably gets stopped. I mean, you can get away with that if you're playing against Georgia Tech, if you're playing against Mercer, because you have the dudes up front and they don't have the speed on defense to stop you when you're a high-level quarterback like a Lawrence and go to last night like a Josh Allen. NFL defenses, even one like Tennessee that has been kind of much maligned so far this season, you know, kind of toward the, the lower half of the league in terms of all the defensive statistics, Even they got speed up front. So why are you in the shotgun? Why are you not under center? You got a pretty good-sized quarterback. It's not like Josh Allen is 5'6", 160 pounds. Okay, get under center, go up the middle. They're going to have to unpile, so you're going to get a timeout, assuming that you do get it, so you don't have to immediately burn your timeout. And then all of a sudden, you got a pretty open playbook if you're Sean McDermott, Brian Dable, and the Buffalo Bills. So it was more of the decision. That, that Not the decision that bothered me. It was the execution. It was the play call. Okay. And now, again, they did start off in shotgun, and then Allen did go up under center to get the snap. But mm-hmm. I, I understand your point. It just feels like you're trying to trick them with a quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, that's kind of, you're not tricking anybody with quarterback sneaks. It, it, it's supposed and, to be a play you get 18 inches. Now, and maybe that's me being old school. I know you call yourself old school. It's like, okay, take the points. That's me being old school to say, hey, this ends up just being man-on-man, head-on-head, helmet-on-helmet. Line up and go for it. If they stop you, right. then your offensive line got beaten. That's where I'm a little old school. I'm like, you got to challenge your offensive line. Okay, guys, get a yard. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was great, the, 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 the graphic we put up here, the decision to go for it on fourth and inches, because I know this is a conversation I was having in the moment last night with the people I was watching the football game with. And my whole point was, and you look at the conversion probability there, 75%, that's league average, right? But what the Bills do, and I said this before the game started, I said the the one deficiency Buffalo has is they don't run the football. 
right? That they, they, if they have a deficiency, mm-hmm. this is it. Mm-hmm. So you're asking a team that's clearly better than the other team. I think it's. I think we can all sit here and realize that if they go to overtime without knowing who's going to win the coin toss, just from a from a beginning of a game scenario, Buffalo has got the better team. So I'm going to look at it and go. What I'm going to ask my team that we what we do the worst is run the football, and I'm going to ask you to go get a yard. But if I don't get the yard, the game's over and we lose. So, so like normally, if the game is not a game-ending scenario, then I'm going to be with you mm-hmm. and say if it's tied or we've got the lead or, or whatever. But there's some margin of error. If we don't succeed, then I'm going to be okay with that play call. But if the alternative is I lose if I don't get this, that's where I have a red flag. That's where my old-school antenna goes up and I go – Man, I don't know if I want to trust this team to get this one yard, which statistically says 75% of the time you're going to get. But those others, the, the percentages there do not take into account this is what the Bills do the worst. This is what they're not good at. So we're asking that team to succeed in, in something that they are just not that well adept to do. So that would be my only point of contention there. I'm with you. If you rolled out Josh Allen, if you did something else that they're better at mm-hmm. on fourth and one, then I can go down with that. Right. I can go down with the ship on that scenario. But this scenario, just because the league average says 75%, this is what the Bills, a very good football team, who I thought still might be the best football team in the AFC. Yeah, I don't downgrade them that much off right. that loss. I mean, I had them number one in my power ratings. At worst, I think maybe they go to number two or they go to number three. But even that might be an overreaction. I still think that this is the best team in the AFC and the team to beat. But but to your point, and it's not completely analogous here with basketball starting tonight. It's that old, okay, we're down two. We go for the three and the win on the road. Or do we go for overtime on the road? So obviously in the NFL, you've got 17 games. It's not like you have 82 in the NBA, right. but I mean, look, they, they said, okay, get a push up front and the offensive line didn't get the push up front credit to the Titans D line for getting the stop there because, and I understand also why teams are going for it because in the fourth quarter, and we see this week after week, game after game, these defenses get tired. They do. They get absolutely worn out. So the advantage I think is already geared toward the offense where it's like, okay, you dictate the terms, you dictate the rules of engagement, you know, the snap count. So you've already got an edge on the defense plus getting into the effect of all the rules that favored the the offense now in the national football league. But it was just, you know, I think they were correct to go for it. I I just, I, I wish the play call was better. I just, I think I believe in kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And you got to get under center, put your head under the center's backside and move up the middle because they got to unpile. So they're going to inevitably have to stop the clock. So you don't have to burn a timeout. So right when they're looking to see, okay, did we get it? Sean McDermott's upstairs to Brian Dable saying, okay, what's the play call now? Because we're going to have first and goal here. And I thought the bigger story that nobody's talking about because everybody's going to talk about how the game ended is to a point you made earlier there with the Bills' defense, which I thought might be the best in the AFC. They didn't look like the best defense in the AFC no. yesterday. So. Their run defense looked very suspect. Yes. I know it's Derrick Henry. Right. I know it's Derrick Henry. Not everybody's Henry, got Derrick Henry. But they but they did look suspect. And, and look, because Kansas City couldn't run the ball, it's like, okay, Tennessee is not going to be able to run the ball well. Not so fast. 22 <laughs> for 146. Tennessee you know, really didn't run the ball that much. And a lot of that was on that Derrick Henry 70-yard run. Right. And it's amazing, too, with Derrick Henry. And I pointed this out on a tweet last night on Twitter that – Every single back that has run for 2,000 yards 
has regressed the following season, whether it's just natural regression or whether it's injuries. Because when you run for 2,000 yards, you tend to get beat up. Sure. And those injuries tend to linger for the next season. But not Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry, and I thought this was going to be a regression season. So far, it is absolutely not. He is still on pace to maybe duplicate back-to-back 2,000-yard season. And I guess now, when you look at Tennessee going forward here, as, as they go up to 4-2 and two now, and, and the Bills also, by the way, have two losses because they lost week one to Pittsburgh. You, you kind of look at it. They're like the sleepy team in the AFC that mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about. But because of the style that you mentioned and that Mike Vrabel likes to preach, if they can figure out their defense a little bit going forward, they could be a dangerous yeah. out at the end of the season because of the way in bad elements they can run the football. Well, to your point next week, and I thought, okay, maybe there's going to be a little discount because the Titans did beat the Buffalo Bills. you got to put respect on their name, give them credit for the win. The market is absolutely not doing that, and I think probably a good part of it is the fact that Julio Jones left with the hamstring injury. Taylor Lewan obviously uh, was moving his extremity, so that's the good news. Boy, but was, was being, scary. He was being evaluated for a concussion, but one of the things you notice watching that game last night, Tennessee, it seemed like they were down to like their 10th string cornerback last <laughs> night and against the Kansas city chiefs next week. That is not good news. And the market is already reflecting this. This was four and a half in terms of the overnight. So you're figuring, okay, this goes down to four. This goes down to three and a half. Not so five and a half right now, Kansas Ooh. city laying to Tennessee, very nearly what the bills who just whipped Kansas city did uh, to them the previous week. So money absolutely going the chiefs way. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game because again, I think, I think you, you saw it. If there's a blueprint to beat the Buffalo Bills, it might have been last night. And the two teams that have beat them so far, physical football teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. So let's see how the Bills uh, fare going forward. We have much more to talk about in the NFL. But when we come back, we will talk Major League Baseball. Oh, my goodness, the Boston Red Sox. They just hit another grand slam. We'll discuss that in opening day in the NBA. Don't go anywhere. It's the Lombardi line right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. Wes, we will talk more NFL in this show and, of course, NBA season opener today. But let's talk some baseball. And I think a surprise maybe to many, at least uh, maybe outside of Boston, is what the Red Sox are doing right now to the Houston Astros. They have a two games to one lead in this best of seven series. And last night, another grand slam. Offense, 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 12 to three. The over easily cashes. If you took the the Sox uh, on the run line, you easily cash that as well. Uh, What do you make of, of this game and what you've seen so far in the series? And really, the Astros right now, Zach Greinke going to go today in Boston. Boy, their backs are up against the wall. Mm-hmm. How would you judge from what you've seen in the first three games to play it forward for game four? It's hard to say, you know, that we're, it's not going to continue this offensive blitz because I think you got to look at both pitchers on this game. Zach Greinke, of course, has only thrown one inning so far this postseason. He's probably going to go two to three innings, and that's kind of been the story for the Astros. They can't have these guys, you know. They needed your quitty to eat innings last mm-hmm. night, and he only goes uh, one and two-thirds because of uh, that grand slam from the from the war bear, Kyle Schwarber, from uh, <laughs> Indiana University, by the way, uh, as an aside note, just to mention that. But, yeah, Kyle Schwarber, a grand slam, made that six to nothing, and it was pretty much all she wrote for that. That game three last night and they 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 were hoping dusty i'm sure was hoping your quitty was going to go 
you know, into the fourth inning or into the fifth inning. They did not because this Astros bullpen is getting taxed. So probably what you're going to see on the Houston side tonight is you're going to see Granky go. They're going to need him to maybe get into perhaps the third inning. And then they're going with Christian Javier to maybe throw three or four innings, or they're hoping so, because I believe they're going to have Graveman, Presley, and Odorizzi will be available in the bullpen. So, look, uh, the one problem, though, if Granky, for him to go longer into the game, Grinky's primary two pitches are four seamers and change-ups. And the Red Sox hit the crap out of those. Oh, boy. So that's what you worry about with the Astros. But but nevertheless, you also worry on the Red Sox side with Nick Pavetta. Mm-hmm. Nick Pavetta, you know, can walk a little bit too many guys. He's about under just slightly under 10% in terms of his walk rate and 40% hard hit rate. And you're getting a lot of Astros batters that are sub about, you know, a little bit less than 20% in terms of strikeouts against right-handed pitching. That's Bregman, that's Brantley, that's Altuve, that's Gurriel. So, you know, the Red Sox, this is a tough matchup for them, a tough matchup for Nick Pavetta as well. So that's why it might scream a little, a little bit to bet the over. And then as you get into the bullpen, it won't be as exhausted as Houston's. Uh, so they do have Hauk. They do have Ryan Brazier, Garrett Wicklock, Adam Adovino to go in relief of Pavetta. You know, but you're going to need Pavetta at least to go four. I, I think if you're the Red Sox, if you're Alex Cora, to really feel comfortable. All those relievers I mentioned also are right-handers against this potent Houston lineup. So, look, I understand why this is 10 and being juiced to the over. I can't necessarily argue with that. But, you know, if if I'm looking and I have not bet this yet, maybe I go Astros first five because I do believe that they're going to get base runners just because Nick Pavetta does not find the strike zone very often. And he has that high walk rate that I mentioned. So, this is being bet to the over, though. It's 10. It's starting to get juiced to the over. I think it's still a flat 10 at BetMGM. But in the market, I'm seeing 10 minus $1.15 to the over, minus $1.20 to the over. So it does not surprise me. I just These starters just aren't going deep enough into the games. And then when it turns into these bullpen games, you get a game like you have last night, one big swing of the bat. It's already 6 nothing. And if you bet the under, you knew you were absolutely cooked last night. So what do you make? And I think it's intriguing what you said there. If you're trying to find some plus value that maybe it exists with the Astros in the first five innings here. But what about the over-under? Because the Red Sox, a common theme for them so far in this postseason has been early runs. Right? They've been getting early runs here. So... Can you? Would you be more apt to possibly play if it's a bullpen game uh, for both teams, uh, preferably going forward, if it turns into a bullpen game? Would you play maybe the over on the first five, or would you be? More, you think that might be a better play just to go for the overall game at nine and a half, ten? It might be for the overall game because look, uh, maybe Zach Greinke and Nick Pavetta stack up a little bit, right? And, and they're able to go. By the way, that first five right now being juiced a little bit to the under here, minus one twenty. At BetMGM, and 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 I did see some something. I wish I I wish I would have written down who tweeted this out because it actually is a very good little nugget. This is the first playoff game with the double digit total since 2017 in Major League Baseball. It's only the fourth total of ten or more in the last five seasons. So uh, it's it's a uh, you know it's priced at a premium. I mean, it's taken up. Look, this opened nine last night, and then it got bet up to nine and a half, and it was no problem. And usually when a total goes with that key number and the two main key numbers on totals are seven and nine. So when that goes to seven to seven and a half, I don't necessarily want to follow on the over because I've already missed the key number, but it's like, I'm going to go under or I'm going to end up passing the game. So 
you know, that's why you see this total too high. And look, we're going to see what happens with Zach Greinke. This guy's going to the Hall of Fame, but we know he's on the deep back nine of his career, Dave Ross. He's on, <laughs> he's I believe, a crafty he's vets. on about like the 71st or 72nd hole <laughs> on a Sunday of his career. And look, he wasn't very good in the final starts of the regular season. In his last three starts, he gave up five runs each time. That was against the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, who obviously were playing, you know, roster call-ups and some minor leaguers in the lineup. So that doesn't really give you a lot of confidence. Pavetta was the hero in the ALDS in Game 3, struck out seven and four shutout innings. Uh, you know, that was that weird uh, Kevin Kiermeyer ground rule double right. game against the Rays. So, you know... I understand why Pavetta and the Red Sox are the favorite because they seemingly have the momentum and they absolutely bludgeoned Houston last night. So, of course, they're probably going to be the favorite. But I can't really argue going with the over. It's like, man, I'm not one of those guys that like to go over 10 necessarily, but I just don't know if I'd go under here. I wonder, Wes, and this has really been a trend this year, I think, in Major League Baseball that I don't recall in years past, but obviously the no runs first inning, right? And that seems to be a trendy way to go for a lot of people to try to get a quick bet in there. Let's bet the first inning. No runs in that first inning. We are an instant gratification right. society. We're going to win that us. first ticket here and see if we can get it. What's your thoughts on that in the postseason? Does it change from what you've seen in the regular season uh, when you try to bet this this no runs in the first inning? You know, a little bit because I think, look, all of these games are so crucial. This is not like, you know, in late July – and you're playing a you know a you're second or two against, a second of two against the Minnesota Twins or somebody like that. This is obviously high pressure, high stakes playoff action. So, you know, usually I would be more inclined to bet the no in some of these. But when you've got a pitching matchup tonight that at least on paper could look a little bit like a mess because what I just said about Zach Greinke, you know, really, really was on fumes down the stretch right. at the end of his career at, at now 37 years old. And Nick Pavetta is in his prime, but Nick Pavetta has kind of been what I would consider an average major league starter. Yes. He's not like a, you know, elite by any stretch of the imagination. And I mentioned that walk rate at just under 10%. So this is probably one. Sometimes I like to zig rather than zag. Like when a game's getting bet to the over, sometimes I'll like to say, okay, no run first inning. Or when a game is bet to the under and it's heavily juiced, I'm like, okay, they're going to get a run in the first inning. So I kind of like to go oppo in some of the in some of those regards with that. But this is probably one I'm going to stay away from, at least from a prop standpoint. And I know to me, if you said to me right here as we sit in you know late October, which team of the AL East is still alive? I would not have picked the Boston Red Sox when you had the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees obviously there. Is there any value left with this 2-1 to one lead? And we see what's going on in the National League. We're going to have Will Hill on uh, later on this hour to talk a little bit more about that National League series with the Dodgers and the Braves. But would you now be more apt to dip your toe in the water for the Sox to win the World Series up 2-1 to one and potentially if the Braves could hold off against the Dodgers, mm -hmm. which is a big if, that maybe the value for the Sox is as good as it still might be to win the World Series? That would certainly be my lean. And look, uh, we know Fenway Park is very much a hitter's park. Yes. And it Pesky doesn't really, it doesn't really favor it doesn't really favor pitchers. And the Red Sox clearly have the power right now. All these guys are hitting so well, like Devers, uh, Devers mm -hmm. had a granny earlier in the playoffs. 
How about Cal Schwarber, My though? Uh, this, what a fortuitous acquisition. The Yankees weren't able to get that done, so all the people in the Bronx, including Yankees fan William Hill, are going to be like, how could you not get this guy uh, the, on that short right field porch, uh, Cal Schwarber? Yeah. But he's taken advantage of that right field in Fenway, parked it for four last night. Yeah, so let's see if this hitting continues for the Sox. But, uh, again, you're right, that the left-handed bats, and I remember Boston fans initially like, this guy's hurt. When are they going to get Schwarber back? Well, they waited for Schwarber. They went through a little bit of a lull, of a lull period there for the Sox after the All-Star break and the trade deadline, but it paid dividends in the end. Look, I didn't think this team had this kind of staying power. So right now, if you want to hop in on the Sox, it still might not be a bad opportunity to do so. When we come back, NBA opening day in a big suspension in Philadelphia. We'll discuss. You come back with us. It's the Lombardi Line right here on v the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money on over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on vcin. Woo! We have not even played one NBA game mm-hmm. in the regular season, which begins tonight, by the way. And we already have drama, well, more drama in the city of Brotherly we Show. Do. Because it looks like Doc Rivers said, Ben Simmons, get out of here. Threw his butt right out of practice. He's been suspended already for game number one, which is tomorrow for Philadelphia in New Orleans against Zion and company in the Big Easy. And they will not have the services of Ben Simmons. I'm seeing around three and a half so far for the Philadelphia 76ers favorite on the road. Before we talk about the betting implications, Wes, can this distraction continue in Philadelphia all season long? It cannot. And basically, it from all the reports that we are getting, this is just breaking as we talk here, I believe. I believe Woj at ESPN had this uh, Mm -hmm. conduct detrimental to the team that Doc Rivers threw Ben Simmons out of practice, you know, gave him the old Morris day. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. And that's basically what he's like. I love Morris day in the time. Gigolos get lonely too. But nevertheless, we go back on topic here and look, This situation is going to get worse before it gets better. They have tried to find a willing dance partner for a trade with Ben Simmons. They have not been able to do so. Uh, Obviously, Daryl Morey and the brain trust there in Philadelphia don't want to give him away. But what is his value? His value is not what it was a couple years ago. So it's not like you're going to get two number ones and a rotation player, perhaps a starter. So you're going to have to probably lower that asking price, but they're trying to hold out as long as they can. So Ben Simmons going to be suspended uh, for tomorrow's opener because they do open tomorrow against the new Orleans Pelicans on the new Orleans side, Zion Williamson currently listed as doubtful. So he is not going to go. I think the opener on this was four and a half tomorrow. It is now down to three and a half. You haven't seen much of a movement yet on this Ben Simmons news, because I think it was already assumed he probably isn't going to play, but is this good for Philadelphia? Does Joel, who's not going to be resting obviously in the, in the season. Oh, opener maybe uh, when he gets the first back-to-back of course he's gonna sit but where it's kind of like you know what to hell with it we're going forward here so 
at least on a small lean for me, and I have not bet the Wednesday card as of yet in the NBA, would be maybe Sixers on the money line. Uh, you know, I'd love to see it if it would drop to three if people. Sure. Because we know betters react on news, whether it's, you know, just reacting on news, whether they really need to or not. I don't know if this is going to go to three where you're all of a sudden going to get a money line at $1.50 or $1.55. But I would be more prone to be on the Sixers here. It is, uh, you know, first, ga- first game with a new coach for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think they're just, they're tired of all this Ben Simmons stuff, the Sixers. And I just think like they're ready to move on. And it's like, okay, we're just going to do what we do. And whatever the situation is with this guy, it's going to work out on its own. Well, that's I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm kind of with you on this, where I think it actually could help galvanize this team. So, again, if I were to play that game tomorrow night, which I probably will end up playing, I'm probably going to be on the side of the Sixers. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. I'd wait and see, to your point, that the public sees this and goes, oh, they don't have Ben Simmons. I'm going to hammer the Pelicans here. Yeah. So maybe you get some better value there. Uh, but, Wes, I did want to stay on topic here with the 76ers for a second and look at the futures market. Because this will be intriguing how you might want to do this. Now, right now, the Sixers are the third uh, biggest favorite here uh, to win the East at plus 750. Obviously, the Nets right now are still the favorites. And the defending uh, world champion, Bucks are the second favorite here to, just to win the Eastern Conference. But the Sixers are third at plus 750. And their wins total is 50 and a half. So how can we possibly project, not knowing the mess that is currently there, with Ben Simmons and the 76ers, would you stay away from the wins total of 58 and a half, not knowing what his future really will be? Yeah, I would not probably. I think the wins total is probably priced about right. I would maybe be interested perhaps going down the board. Look, with these futures, by the way, you don't necessarily have to bet them before the season because they adjust throughout the season. So if a team gets off to a slow start, it's going to drift upwards on the price here. But I do kind of like the Sixers a little bit. I think they're being ignored. The the two teams above them, I think, are the rightful favorites. I think Brooklyn, even with the whole Kyrie situation, which we'll get to later, I think is the rightful favorite. The Milwaukee Bucks, I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks are necessarily better, but I don't think that they're worse. I do think that that P.J. Tucker leaving is kind of a little bit of an underrated thing. I know he doesn't score, but he's a guy that's a 3 and D guy, and I know he's 36. He goes to Miami in free agency, but, you know, he's a hard-nosed defender, does an admirable job, doesn't shut down Durant, but at least gives him an honest effort and makes Durant work for all those points. So you look at the Bucks side, Grayson Allen could be an underrated addition to this Bucks team who maybe could use a little bit of an irritant, and we know yeah. Grayson Allen is every bit of an irritant oh, going all you. the way back to his Duke days. Uh, <laughs> They did re-sign Bobby Portis. Now, Bobby Portis, I think, is a guy who can give you punch off the bench, but he's not really quick enough to guard Kevin Durant. So, you know, when we get Nets and Bucks this year, and, and we're going to get it tonight here in opening night, yep. you're going to see a lot of Greek freak guarding Kevin Durant. So that's going to be very interesting. But I do like Philadelphia a little bit. I think Andre Drummond could be an underrated uh you know, addition to this team now, I think, with the full season with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, of course, he was with Cleveland, got traded to the Lakers. He's now, because now that gives you a big guy, at least defensively, mm-hmm. at least with rebounds and blocks when Joel Embiid is going to sit out those back-to-backs. You don't feel like there's as much of a drop-off. Obviously, he is not going to be able to really replace that scoring punch, but maybe improves them or at least keeps them afloat defensively. So I do like that addition. Uh, You know, I think they've got a lot of young, talented guards with Shake Milton, with Tyrese Maxey. 
Danny Green is still a 3 and D guy. Seth Curry can also hit threes. So I like the talent. They still bring back predominantly most of the core of this team, even if Ben Simmons doesn't play a game for these guys. So the Sixers are kind of that team in the East I'm keeping an eye on. Looks like, I mean, they're slotted to be the number three hole, but they're a team I might want to wait on to see if they start out maybe a little bit cold or maybe they start out 500 or so that I can get a better value to win the Eastern Conference. But I think if you're looking for somebody down the board, you can't go way down the board this year. So you can't go down, I think, to like the Knicks or the Pacers or somebody like that. I think really you can only go to that top four. Perhaps you could make a case for Atlanta that they're going to build on what they did last mm-hmm. year. Now that Nate McMillan is the full-time coach, Trey young, obviously, you know, putting superstar high level all-star numbers up. So Philadelphia, I would wait on a little bit, but they would be my value play for a future standpoint in the East. And again, if you're just uh, watching this right now, Ben Simmons will not be available tomorrow night. He's been suspended by Doc Rivers for uh, conduct detrimental to the team in game number one against New Orleans. Let's stay on that theme there because you mentioned the Nets and Bucks obviously going to open up uh, tonight. We also have the Warriors and Lakers on the docket tonight to kick off the NBA season. But when you talk about that Eastern Conference, and this has a, a James Harden feel to it from a year ago. When we knew James Harden, if you remember this time last year, wanted out of Houston, right? We just didn't didn't know where he was going to go. And we didn't know he was going to land on Brooklyn. And right now, the Nets are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference at minus 125. The Bucs is the defending champ. You can get plus money if they think they can go back-to-back at least to the finals at plus 125. And the Sixers are sitting there at at, uh, plus 750. So do we expect Ben Simmons to get dealt based on the news today that he's already – I just don't see how it works out in Philadelphia. You mentioned they try to get dance partners for him, not knowing how that this will shift that market because the Harden news last year, early in the season, when he got dealt from Houston to Jersey, that switched all those mm-hmm. futures markets, right? Mm-hmm. And all those odds to win the NBA title. How would you try to project? And we believe the Nets are who they are, but we don't know about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's insane. Like, do you think, okay, they've got Harden, they've got Durant to hell with Kyrie, whether he plays or not. Are you still going to trust your, your money that they're the favorites to come out of the East without potentially one of the big three? Yeah. I'm not going to necessarily lay that from a future standpoint. Now for tonight's game, I do like the Brooklyn Nets, and you're still seeing some twos in the market, one and a half at BetMGM. And that's that old ring and banner night play, that old, you know, get a little, hey, little fat cat you know, scenario. When you get a team, especially when you get a playoff rematch, because the Brooklyn Nets are going to see, okay, that banner going up in Milwaukee at the Fisher Forum, and they're going to be like, you know, okay, that should have been us, dudes. And I know that, you know, with the whole Kyrie situation, And I think you're going to see an effort out of the Nets tonight. And I think that they're going to be really focused and really want to get after these guys with playoff rematches. Now, one thing I did miss the boat already because there is a trend out there. Playoff rematches early in the season have gone 18 and seven to the under since 2015. This, of course, did open around 239.5. It's wow. now down to 233.5 at BetMGM. So if you're late to the party, I think, if you're betting the under from this standpoint. So you probably want to wait for an in-game, see if you get a big first quarter, both teams score over 30 points, then come in on the in-game under. And it's great advice there because they do t- – look, not every game early in the season is going to feel like a playoff game. This one probably will have that playoff intensity to the point of what you said, that, that right now you got to think the Nets are still stinging from that loss to the Bucks a year ago. When we come back, Will Hill going to join the program, talk all things NLCS right here on the Lombardi line. It is Vston, the Sports Betting Network. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on pro basketball. Simply place a $10 money on wager in any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy basketball like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app. Or go to betmgm.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game that you wager on. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available 
in Nevada. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. Before we bring on Will Hill, very quickly, Wes, you just saw a quote attributed to one Joel Embiid. We were talking about the Sixers and Ben Simmons. He's been suspended for tomorrow night's game against New Orleans. What did Embiid have to say about his teammate? Well, he first said he had not talked with Ben Simmons oh. since he returned. And this is a quote, and I believe uh, I saw this from uh, Cal Newbeck, a reporter for the Philly Voice, a Sixers reporter at Cal Newbeck on Twitter, said, quote, unquote, this from Joel Embiid, at the end of the day, our job is not to babysit somebody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done here. And look, uh, <laughs> oh. this this is gonna get. Like I said, this Ooh. gets worse before it gets better. And it seems like maybe Ben Simmons and his agent Rich Paul, when he's uh, uh, you know, Adele's off promoting her new album right now, so maybe they're a little bit apart at at the time. So Rich Paul can now focus on Ben Simmons wow. here. They're trying to cause enough angst, I think, kind of in this front office, it seems like, to force the action on the trade. But is that going to happen anytime soon? Because, look, they can just say, okay, we got him on the roster. We're still paying him. We don't have to play the guy. Right. You don't have to play him. Nope. I mean, you know, I'm sure they want to trade him, but they don't want to give it away. So, you know, we, we shall see if they try to reach the point of no return. But obviously, Rich Paul and Ben Simmons are really trying to force the issue here. If they're trying to rock the boat, they are rocking that boat. Let's bring in Will Hill, a VEASAN contributor at Point Spread Weekly. Always great to catch up with Will. And um, But very quickly, before we get back to baseball, Will, what do you make of this mess in Philadelphia? Because Wes and I were discussing it. If you're back in the Sixers, either for, you know, 15 and a half for the wins or for the futures market here to win the Eastern Conference, is this good news or bad news that it looks like this divorce is going to happen soon? Well, Ben Simmons has inspired me. I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to answer any of your questions. And I'm just going to collect my paycheck. I mean, <laughs> somebody's giving the kid bad advice in all seriousness. Somebody's got to get in his ear because you want to get traded. This isn't the way to get traded. Who's going to see this? A guy showing up to practice who has all sorts of issues on the court in terms of shooting, not wanting to shoot. Now he's going to pout and not participate in practice. Yeah, let me trade for that guy. Here's three first-round picks and my best young player. Somebody's got to get in his, in his ear. Like Wes said, it gets you know worse before it gets better. The only way to build up his value is to get back on the court, say, you know what, I got to play better, own it, and, and play better, and then maybe somebody will trade for you. This is not a, you know an appealing trade prospect right now. No, it's not. We'll get to the NBA here in a second, uh, Will, to get your thoughts on opening think- night. Yeah, I should say one more thing. Sorry to, to jump back in. I think the Phil, uh, if you can find Philly like plus 800 to miss the playoffs, let's assume Simmons, for all of his issues, he's a good regular season player. Let's assume he's not going to be there for whatever reason. Um, you know, Embiid always misses four or five weeks. If there was a scenario where, you know, he misses five or six weeks, you don't have Simmons. You know, Maury's a progressive, analytically, analytically driven guy. He might just look at it and say, you know what, this is a punt year. It's a good draft. We'll take our lumps, and if we're bad in the middle of the year now, it's a long shot. It's a long shot for a reason, but, you know, it's not impossible that things, this thing just falls apart and they kind of, you know, have to punt on this year and, and reboot it next year. And that could, that could happen, Wes. That's the other the, mm-hmm. the flip of the coin here on this one now where you go, well, maybe it implodes in Philly, to your point, Will, because Embiid is not a guy that you say, well, how many is he going to play? Is he, is he going to play 60 games out of 82? Right. We never quite know with Joel Embiid. More quotes from Joel Embiid in this media availability, the scrum that they're currently doing in Philadelphia. Quote, unquote, at this point, I don't care. Oh! Well, so, yeah, he just doesn't care, so you don't oh, care. Uh, yeah, just... just. No. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to the NBA in one second. But, gentlemen, let's uh, shift the focus here to the NLCS Game 3 between the Braves and the Dodgers uh, tonight here. And, Will, when you look at this, and this series has been thrilling, obviously you're a Braves fan, the way these games have ended here. 
you know, obviously the proverbial backs against the wall here for the Dodgers going back to L.A. for game three. How do you handicap this one here with the Dodgers needing to win to not fall down three up? Yeah, I took the run and a half with the Braves. I think Morton is up for this challenge. He could basically uh, finish off the Dodgers here and win the game. I'm not sure he's going to do that. I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. I look for a 3-2, 4-3 type of game. You know, I'm not opposed to an under. Um, you know, Morton has really become a big game pitcher. It's, it's amazing. He was a journeyman, almost out of the league in his early 30s. Went to Houston and discovered himself. And, you know, he bounced around from the Astros to the Rays, now to the Braves. And everywhere he goes, he seems to find himself in big games against the Dodgers. It's pretty amazing. You know, he beat him in that Game 7 in the World Series in L.A. a few years back. Uh, you know, pitched the Game 7 in the ALCS last year, pitched well. He's a big game pitcher. Obviously, Bueller going for L.A. Uh, look, close, low-scoring game. I will take the run in the half here in what should be a, a close, low-scoring game. Yeah, I can't necessarily disagree with Will here. Charlie Morton, 306 on the road, did pitch at the end of August on the 31st against the Dodgers. Six innings pitch, only one earned run, three hits, also struck out eight. And look, a little bit of a trend here. 73 of 87 times, a team up 2-0 in a best-of-seven series. They win 84% of the time. Ooh. But one team that did come back from a 2-0 deficit was the Los Angeles Dodgers oh. just last year in 2020. But I think Will's taking the right approach here because Bueller 205 ERA at home. You would anticipate that this total is going to continue to get bet to the under. It is seven and a half now minus the dollar twenty at BetMGM. I could see some sevens maybe juice the over because we talk about that being a key number. Mm -hmm. So I could see this go down to seven. I actually, I don't disagree with that approach here. And Charlie Morton is getting a little bit of the money on the opener. Well, to that, to that end then, because I think what you guys are telling me here, if I'm listening closely enough, that maybe hopping on the Dodgers here to win this series, even though this is your value to opportunity down O two, you guys don't really like that, that maybe the Braves to, to Wes's point, the numbers indicate normally two O it tends to go to three O. Yeah, and it's tough in baseball. Usually you see in basketball, teams down 2-0, they go home. You can play harder in basketball. It's more about effort. In baseball, when you're down 2-0, you know, the effort isn't really a factor. You, it can almost work against you. You get tight, you grip the bat harder. Uh, it's more about the pitchers. And uh, to me, this is more of a toss-up than the line would indicate. Just, you know, for what I said about Morton being a really good pitcher. Now, now Bueller's obviously outstanding for the Braves, for the, uh, for the Dodgers. The Braves, I think, do miss Soler. Will miss Soler at some point. They haven't yet. But uh, to me, this should be a good game. Like I said, a 3-2, 4-3 type of game. You know, if L.A. wins it, they're right back in the series. They can even it up tomorrow. So uh, just sticking with the plus one and a half. And I, I think I've even talked myself into an under here, at least for the first five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see how that plays out. But, let, gentlemen, we got a couple minutes left here with Will Hill. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at not the Will Hill, where normally he uh, gets on me for being a square with my uh, plays in the NFL. Let's talk about the NBA because the Nets and Bucks here tonight. And uh, Wes, I think you, you kind of you like the Nets a little bit here, catching the point and a half, the two points. Will, how do you handicap opening night in the NBA? No plays for me. I would lean that way. I do like the Nets isn't over. I like the Lakers is over. I think some of these top heavy teams usually don't have the depth that these Lakers and Nets teams have. I think the Lakers, man, one through 11, one through 12, they got good players everywhere. And the Nets, I, I think not only they have the depth with or without Kyrie, but I think they look at the Bucs and rightfully so, and they say, you know what? That team has our trophy. That team has our championship. If Durant's foot's not on the line, if Harden's not banged up, if Irvin's not banged up, we win that championship. They're probably right. They really let that series get away. I think the Nets will come out 
you know, everyone expects them to load manage, and I'm sure they will to some extent, but I think there will be a fire here with the Nets. So I would lean towards taking the point and a half. Not sure if I'm going to play it, but I do like the Nets uh, as an over here, as I do with the Lakers. Will, got about two minutes left. I do want to get your season win mm-hmm. totals in here. And uh, one of those season win totals is the aforementioned Brooklyn Nets. And you like the over 56 here. Despite everything that is going on with Kyrie Irving, you're taking the over with the guys in the black and white. Yeah, for all the reasons I just mentioned that I think, you know what, you look at Milwaukee, if you're the Nets and you say that team won the championship, we know we were better than them. Uh, They were up 2-0. They blew them out the first two games. They were up three, I think, with like a minute left in game three. We're pretty close to actually sweeping them. They let the series get away. Irving gets hurt. Harden pulled his hamstring the first minute of that series, literally the first minute. Uh, They lose a heartbreaker in game seven with Durant's foot on the line. I think the Nets will come here motivated with a point to prove. Uh, you know, another one I kind of like here is Durant. I think Durant will have a big year. You know, you could make a case he's one of the eight or ten best players of all time. He's only won one MVP, so that might be a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. Maybe there's some narrative with the voters there where, where Durant, you know, has a big season and gets another MVP here. One minute to go here. You got the Lakers over 53. Will, I don't want to root for the Lakers to win 54 games. Why is this the right side to be on? <laughs> yeah, I was on the under last year. I thought the short turnaround would really hurt them. I just think they're a great regular season team. I'm a little dubious of them in the playoffs. I don't know that they have enough shooting and two-way players. You know, Westbrook's not a great shooter. Carmelo Anthony can shoot, but he doesn't play defense. A lot of these guys, uh, you know, really only play one side of the ball. But in terms of the regular season, they're going to bring it every night. I mean, they got guys all over the place. Russ's energy will help him in the regular season. Uh, you know, still have two of the five or six best players with LeBron David. So I like the Lakers here to go over. Right, well, then you just sold me. I'm going to play the Lakers over, okay? And I'll root for Carmelo Anthony to drag LeBron up and down the court to get him another title. <laughs> That's the way it's going to play out this year. Will, always appreciate the time and the conversation, my friend. Follow him again on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Thanks, Will. All right, when we come back here, gentlemen, more NBA talk, and we will dive back into the NFL as well. It's the Lombardi line right here in Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality 
functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.